You're listening to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard. I'm Crystal Thane and please welcome my fellow event gurus, Tamara Cook of Known Associates Events and Melissa Howie. Hi. Howdy, Howie. <laughs> oh, I like that. I know. How long have you been cooking that one for? Hey, you know what someone said to me the other day? They called me tambourine. Was that me? <laughs> it was you. <laughs> it was you. You're like, good one. Still, yeah. oh, well, I was actually quite shocked because in 41 years I've never been called tambourine. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Everyone, um, when you comment on our post, please call Tam tambourine going forward. <laughs> she loves it. We're going to update the intro to tambourine yeah. now. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, great. Awesome. So, I'm a musical so instrument. We've got Howdy Howie and tambourine. We're going to talk about today's hot topic, run sheets. Okay, Crystal. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, what's a run sheet, Mel? So a run sheet, as Tam would call it, is the Bible of an event. Um, it's a document that basically outlines everything that's going to happen in an event. So all the activities, um, the order of them, it's always in chronological order. Um, and also contact details for all your suppliers. Essentially, in a nutshell, it should be a document that anybody can pick up at any time and run your event on the day. Mm, yeah. It's your Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm, stole your word, sorry. <laughs> why did you say that? No. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Tambourine Thanks. wasn't listening, sorry. <laughs> Tambourine, why do we need the run sheet? Um, all right, I'll just shake my, <laughs> shake my bells and let's go. Why do we need them? They are designed to see to keep you sane, keep you calm, keep you prepared for changes and have you absolutely 100% organized to run this event so they dictate everything that's going on in the lead up to the event on the event day or perhaps days before depending on how large the event is going to be mm-hmm. um but definitely from the bump in to when the last guest leaves and the, then the bump out so bump in basically come in bump out leave mm-hmm. yeah crystal is currently doing a run sheet for two weeks Bumping starts two weeks before, so the event. that's well, a great I've example glazed for over you. talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. Mm-hmm. But it's so good. I find run sheets. It's soothing it's in a way. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's that thing that um, becomes the the document of the event. And I always, until I've done a run sheet, I always worry I'm forgetting something. Yeah, me it's too. It's literally the way, it's, it's the process it's like a of process checklist. Yeah, yeah. Mm. definitely. Do you remember in episode one tomorrow? When I talked about seeing the forest and the trees and the leaves and the sand and how to get the sand out of the event. Yes, and I quite that, like that. That is what the run sheet's for because it forces you to just step back and think about, have I thought of everything? What could go wrong? Mm. What am I going to do if something goes wrong? Have I left enough time for everything to go mm-hmm. wrong? Yeah, it definitely. And I am absolutely meticulous with run sheets. So I'll put down to the very minute what's going to happen at each time. So I'll... You know, say you're bumping in at six in the morning and then all the arrival times of all the different suppliers coming in. Um, But when the event starts itself, if somebody's speaking, they say, I'll be up there for around 10 minutes, I will put probably 11 minutes in my run sheet. And people look at it and think, oh, this is like a little bit military, but I, I need to be militant in order to have it correct, leave buffer zones and be able to think 
okay, what's going to be happening around this speech? Is there Are there minutes before the speaker comes up that we need to have somebody go and get them? How long are they going to be, if you're in a ballroom, how long is it going to take to get it's them? It's a long walk sometimes walk, from their yeah. seat. And do they need to go to the toilet before that? So you've got to you've got to think backwards from all the main parts of um one of what's going to make up the event, the mechanics of the event, to really get those uh, details clear. When you're mapping all that out for your run sheet, using a ball or a garden as an example, you don't want things like a really important speech happening while main course is being served. No, yeah. Because people will be clattering mm-hmm. and cutlery and, oh. Trap for young players. So it's a good way to do what I find is to literally put yourself in the room and think what are guests going to be doing on at that time. And yes. that is a perfect example, you know. You don't really think that eating is loud, but when there's 500, 500 to 1,000 people clinking knives and forks on a plate, it's actually quite distracting and if you really want a speech to have gravitas, you really want it to be silent in the room. You want to be able to hear a pin drop. That's right. Yeah, it totally depends on the content. So if you're at a comedy, if you've got a comedian who's emceeing, who cares if there's cutlery because they're going to be, there's going to be laughing. Yeah, there's they might be... pick on them a bit or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if, if it's a charity um, speech or just a really important guest speaker or somebody somebody that you need to give a whole lot of respect to at that time, ensure that you have written in your run sheet, stop all service, and, of course, that's going to be distributed to all of your suppliers, including the venue management, so they'll know that's the time they stop. And they will, in turn, brief their staff on the day as well. Yeah. No service during this time. That's right. Um, So we sort of covered off what is a run sheet, why do we need a run sheet, what do I put in a run sheet? Um, in a run sheet, you're going to start off with well, basically everything. Everything to do Absolutely with the event everything. goes into this run sheet. So you start with a cover sheet that is in um, essentially a key contact list um, that's going to have all the names and phone numbers of everybody who is involved in the event from the florist to the, I don't know, what other parts Entertainment. of Entertainment. Yeah, the all venue. the supplies, the AV, the um, if you're catering outside, the drinks. Guest speakers. The person bringing in your display cars, all of that. Exactly. So any component of the event is going to be listed as a key contact on your cover sheet. VIPs are a good one as well. For example, quite a lot of official events, we can't start until the VIPs arrive, even though they're not included in the actual formal proceedings. Mm. So, you know, if the governor hasn't arrived yet, that will completely change the run sheet. So mm. having their chief of staff's mobile number in there, if there's something goes wrong and they can't get there in time, yeah, that's really important. Absolutely. And I can't stress more at this point that email addresses do not belong Useless. in run sheets. They're not going to help you <laughs> on event day when you can't find your florist. No. So, and neither will office numbers. So it's got to be mobiles. And that's it. You just need the contact name of the person and mobile. And if it, if you think that it may need a backup mobile, so somebody else in the company. Um, Be that, that person that goes, is there another contact I can list? Yeah. I mean, usually you wouldn't have to do that. But if it's a big company and you've been booking it with someone, you know, maybe a salesperson and then there's an operations person that's coming in yeah. on the day, just make sure you ask for the name of the operations person. That's who you want to be able to contact on the day and say, why aren't you here yet? And then listing deliveries is also really important. So when you're expecting, for example, um, charity events, sometimes we send sponsored beverage 
when that's going to arrive at the venue. The day before, the day of, does the venue have other events on that would stop you from bringing your stuff in? If it's a big venue, I would definitely follow up and check it's arrived as well. Yeah. Mm. Very easy for your beverage to get lost. in the loading dock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure it's got clear, clear labels on it. Absolutely. If they're doing multiple events in that venue, you want to get your... SSB or, in my case, a really delicious wooded shardy. Mm-hmm. It needs to go to the right spot. Yeah, so you, it, obviously, you know, what you include in it, you're putting the date, you're putting the time, you're putting the venue, you're putting the number of guests um, and then all of your suppliers, volunteers, entertainment deliveries like we just talked about. And that kind of flows nicely into sort of the next thing we wanted to cover, which is I guess your process for run sheets. What like what's the layout? What what programs do you use? What's what's best? What's worse? Well, I prefer using a Word document or um, Pages if I'm on the Mac. So it makes it you do it in a table, and it makes it really easy to put that cover sheet on that's got all your key Mm -hmm. contacts and deliveries right there on the front page, and then you go into the the nitty gritty details in a timeline. Yes. After that, Um, I know a lot of people use Excel. I I just don't like it because you can't print easily well, from Excel. Well, Excel's not a word processing yeah. program, so it's very... It's made for numbers. It's made it's... for adding things up and sorting lists. It's good for guest lists. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Surname, Run first sheets, name. personally, I'm not a fan. For Excel, no. They're hard to print. Did you just say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really easy to format. And probably you want to put in, um, include floor plans and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can add that into a Word doc. Very really easily, easily at the back. PDF. Yeah, but with Excel, you're totally limited. So, <laughs> no, wouldn't so be doing that. I think word is the word. Word is the word. Is the yeah, word. that's my recommendation. So you're doing your run sheet in Word. Uh, what are sort of some of the key things you should be thinking about when you're putting it together? We touched on you might actually have to start two weeks before the event. I'm actually leading to a story. That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, tell us your story, <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> so it's about, it's about timing. So. You might think on the day X, Y, Z is happening, I need to bump in this, I need to bump in that. But what's also important is to think about, yes, you can be doing a lot of different bump-ins at the same time, but will one affect the other? Mm-hmm. So my story is about not an event I was working on, but a friend was working on, and they had an outdoor cinema. Mm-hmm. So they had the screen coming in, and they were putting out beanbags and chairs, except no one thought about access for the vehicle bringing the screen in. So they pulled all the chairs out already. Oh, Yeah. So then the rookie rookie error, the screen comes in and there's all these beanbags and chairs in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So they sort of tried to be overly efficient without mm-hmm. really thinking, it, thinking through. it through. Yeah. That's where the run sheet is such a helpful tool because you, you do see the order written in black and white of what you're doing. And hopefully at that point, you'll pick up that you ain't going to get a screen through 50 chairs that Correct. you put out or yeah. 1,500. Yeah, it does. Ballrooms is another oh, scenario where that happens all the time. Because <laughs> Tell us your Zorb Ball oh, story. That's my oh, favourite story. Is it called a Zorb Ball? Uh, Zorb Ball? Yes, that was the story I was going to tell, but sure, the Zorb Ball one is great. It's my favourite. Um, not really related to run sheets, but, might have but it's something to much. think about. Entertainment, exactly. Thinking about every possible scenario, I suppose this links in. We had um, these giant Zorb Balls with acrobats inside them. We organised them great. They came along to do their – budgeted the time for them to practice. Budgeted all time, of that. everything. Um, but when it came for them to blow up their balls and go into the ballroom, they actually did not fit through the doors. So <laughs> weirdly, we hadn't really – Weirdly, you don't think that um, ballroom doors are going to be quite skinny, but 
they were. And unfortunately, we had to blow them up outside of the ballroom because they're basically blown up with a leaf blower. So they are really, really loud. Just visualise this, listeners. (laughs) Melissa is pushing a rather large inflated ball with a person in it. I think it had a three-metre, almost three-metre diameter. Yeah. To Melissa's giving up the hip and shoulder into the ballroom. I'm in a uh, black tie gown, holding my clipboard, my radio on the other hand, giving it the hip and shoulder, trying to push this poor girl through this door. I think I just took a photo of it. Oh, good help. She she popped through like a cork eventually. Well, we're a bit worried that the actual ball would pop. Was our other fear if yes. we push too hard? We're guests watching this. No, this is no. long, long, long before any guests arrive. Oh, okay. oh no! It, I had to do it for the actual performance as well. Oh yeah, because well, they, they rehearsed the pushing exactly. So no, yeah. The drama. I rehearsed the pushing, so I suppose relating to run sheets, the importance of doing uh, dress rehearsals, guys. Yeah. And because if we hadn't done a dress rehearsal, I wouldn't have known that you. I need an extra five minutes to push these girls through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Consider your zombies. So it's so important with timing, not only to you know allocate five minutes but is it actually five real minutes yeah. or is it five plus another couple of minutes to push someone through it all yeah i'd say always to be safe overestimate because things usually take longer than you think they do on the day yeah same with raffles like when you're drawing yeah. a raffle oh, oh my gosh. god everyone's um you know especially if it's a large event there's lots of different raffle sellers and people are out there selling the tickets and it tickets might need to come back yeah and it might come to the time where you're going to draw the raffle and there's still people putting money in the envelopes. That's another thing. The size of a ballroom or where your event is makes a difference to the timing. Oh, yeah. And most people underestimate how long it actually takes to rip off every single ticket, fold it in half equally and stick it in the bucket. Mm. And then you've got to make sure you know where the bucket is because that can disappear quite (laughs) easily on event day. Yeah, I think we've uh, digressed. Mm -hmm. We've digressed, but we have a lot of stories about things like that. We do. Um, So I think this next bit we're going to get into I think it's time to grab a paper and pen, listeners, because we are going to drop some knowledge about keywords and phrases that you hear in and around run sheets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of lingo. There's a lot definitely. of lingo and, you know, you might be able to – some of them are common sense. You can probably work out what it means by looking at it and seeing where it is. Some of it, some of us have really learnt in the last kind of couple of years, few years, depending on what it is. And but some of them – If you haven't been in the industry, you probably – You, you, you might Some not of have these seen would be absolute gobbledygook. Get ready to sound like an ultra professional. Get ready, exactly. <laughs> We're going to hit you with the acronyms and tell you what they mean. Okay, hit us with okay. one. Not all acronyms, though. I think, you know, like bump, the bumpy, bumpity bump. Uh, so Some people just don't know what that is. <laughs> so it's not actually called the bumpity, bumpity bump. <laughs> but um, it can be written as B-I-B-O. B-O, we Tam do. just manifests with B-O. But mostly it's the full words. Yeah. And so what does bumping actually mean? Bump in is the time that the event setup begins. So it's got nothing to do with guest arrival. It's when we first get on site to the venue. So the very first person arriving, whether it's a delivery or the events team, that is when bump in begins. And conversely, bump out? Is the opposite. So within bump in and bump out, your event happens somewhere in the middle. Um, bump out is the when you begin usually begin bumping out as soon as the event has concluded, and but it took, it could take up to, you know, four hours to get out. or if Days if it's a festival. If you're lucky. Days if it's a festival or if it's a ballroom, the AV team will be doing it for a good 12 hours. Yeah. Um, AV, you say? What does that mean? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So AV stands for audio-visual, so that encompasses everything that you listen to and see, but 
Oh, and, and also special on. effects. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Staging. So staging is part of AV, yep. Oh, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. dance floors come into AV, but um, special effects, so if you're having um, smoke machines or laser lights. Yeah, all of those Pyrotechnics. Oh. Pyrotechnics. Yeah, those, so they all come under AV. AV, yeah. And so another real common one in kind of any style of event with formalities is MC. Melissa? Well, that one I think is probably a bit more common knowledge, but it stands for Master of Ceremonies. And so what does an MC do typically? So an MC um, controls the event. Basically, they're the master of the ceremony. <laughs> so they do what they say on the box. Yes. Otherwise known as the host. Exactly. Host, yeah. <laughs> um, another one you see a lot, especially with sort of heavily catered events, is PAX. I love this one. This is also a hospitality you see, term. And so like an airplane-related stuff too. Yeah, yeah, it's a real hospital term. So, um, yeah, PAX means literally people at time. So people at one time. So it's P-A-X. I actually mm-hmm. thought it's meant passengers because I used to always see it in an airport context. So oh, there you go. There you go. Um, I know this is your favourite. This one's my favourite because it TOD. TOD. It actually means tech on duty, but I think it's got a better ring to it, tech on deck, <laughs> because <laughs> it's usually the person um, who's sitting at the AV desk and controlling your sound, lighting, everything else that we're not allowed to touch because we would break it. <laughs> and sometimes they're not even from that same AV company. Often if you are at a venue, it can be the in-house AV person that needs to send someone to um, supervise the AV company that you're going to get in. Exactly. So that's going to be called the TOD, otherwise yeah. known as the Tech on Duty. Tech on Deck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start that. We can do that. Um, it means the same thing. Another common one, again, you probably see sort of outside of events as well, is ETA. Mm-hmm. Estimated time of arrival. Yeah, I reckon that one. Hopefully, most of you most know. Most of that. you know that. It's always good to get an ETA on people, anyway. This next one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. Same oh. because <laughs> one, he's a great singer, and <laughs> also two, Sting. What does yeah. that mean? I I love I I throw it into conversation all the time. Do you? not realize. Well, just talking about events, not realising how many people don't know what it means. So it's, you know, anything when you've been working in the industry for a while, you just don't like, realise that. People yeah, know. just yeah. chucking a sting there. Um, so basically it is, oh, do you want to talk about it, Mel? Because I know it's your favourite. No, I'm saying. You go. I can um, tell you on a roll. So <laughs> Basically, it's the piece of music played when somebody's walking up to stage. To collect a award, maybe? Yeah, that the perfect example is the Oscars. So when somebody wins an Oscar, as they walk from their chair, get all their kisses and up to the stage, they play a musical sting. So the benefits of a sting are you lose dead space or dead, dead air. Dead air, yeah, it feels like that. So if you don't have stings, even at small events, if you've got a DJ, it is super simple for them to play a sting. So you go from the MC... You can play. You can raise the music for the MC to come up, and then you lower it again. MC, and then as soon as they introduce someone, while that person's making their way to the stage, even if they're side of stage, just play that little snippet of music, and it gives, it builds excitement, mm-hmm. and it builds. Um, That's the mood as well of the whole room. It does, yeah, yeah, and it it stops that awkward. Oh yeah, and the last event I did had the biggest stage, and. Oh my gosh, thank God we had a sting because it took um awkward silence. It took the person about 
a whole minute and a half to walk across the stage. Oh so it would have been goodness. super awkward. Mel likes to go big with those stages. Go big or go home. That's my theory. <laughs> it's the same. We'll get this bigger one. What scene did you play? Must have been a, like something I, fancy. I can't even remember. Oh, no. I like a good... Um, have faith, the faith, the faith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's the other thing. Something with stings, words, you can change the mood so much and you can really match yeah. them to the person that's coming up. So if you've got <laughs> the time, which you should always as a good event manager, you have make the time. the time to, yeah, have a think about who's coming up to stage and are they, do they support a certain football team? Because that would be really unusual for people. Mm-hmm. The guests won't be expecting that. It'll be funny. Um, or do they have a certain look about them? Are they wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Do you play Wipeout? You know, you can change it on the fly on the day as well. If or they turn up. what they're going to speak about as well. So uh, mm. I'm sure um, that person I was just talking about, I didn't play Wham. Because, <laughs> um, George Michael. Yeah, George Michael. They were, they were going to talk about a very serious topic. So, yeah. you know, we were trying to bring the mood down from the fun opening entertainment right. to bring it down into that serious moment of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And this final uh, acronym, which I don't see that often, but every now and then pops up, is BGM. Yes. Clue. It's sort of related to Sting, same family. Same family in music, but it means background music. So a lot of venues, you'll see it in a BEO, a banquet event order, which you'll sign off with the venue will, or the AV company will say they're going to play BGM. Yeah. Um, upon guest arrival or, again, it's just avoiding that awkward dead silence that you might have, especially when guests first arrive. Or when they arrive early. Three awkward people standing there. You really <laughs> want background music. Yeah, and I set that mood early. I always Definitely. play music when we're bumping in just to nice. have a bit of a groove and, yeah. yeah, and then if people do turn up early, people don't, please don't turn up early. But if they do, when they do, yeah, you've got a little vibe. Yeah, happening. and that's a good point on run sheets. People will always turn up early. No matter what you say, what time you say. And we understand if it's an after work event at 5.30, they might just rock straight up yeah. after work because it's easy for them. Assume guests are going to arrive at least 15 minutes before you told them to. Have the venue ready with drinks, canapes, ready to go early. Always those early birds. We've thought of another one um, in terms of acronyms. What is OOP? OOPS, is it? OOPS. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Order of proceedings, which is another name for a run sheet, basically. Yeah. Well... I mean, I, I, there's an order of proceedings within the run sheet because the run sheet starts so early, so it's really the, the crux of the like the main body of the event. And the oop and what, is what you maybe tend to send to VIPs? I never call it an oop. <laughs> I thought you'd literally written oops. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, you have, but. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't say the word. I don't know where I'm going with this, uh, but, yeah. yeah. So I, sometimes so run sheets call are oops. called oops yeah. or OOPs, yeah. and I've had a situation where I've always called it a run sheet in my career and someone came in and asked me for the oop, and I was like, what? <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yes. See what? So there's a lot of different names for run sheets and order of proceedings, but basically run sheet is probably the most common one, I would say. Well, I just think run sheet is more comprehensive. Yeah. That's the document that you want to work with. Yeah, agreed. And we're going to... Um, pop in the show notes a whole list of different event acronyms because there are There's more than many. We yeah, we've given you the main ones that we think pop up all the time, um, especially if you're just doing, if you're a small business and you're just doing this, your own small little events, these are ones that um, when you have suppliers, they may use. So now you know what they mean. Oh, there you go. And can you believe we're already at the top five tips for run sheets? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. We got there. <laughs> Let's do it. What is tip number one, Melissa? Make sure you have clear information. So as Tam said before, event date, 
time, venue, number of guests, everything you need for someone else to be able to pick up your document and run with the event. That's, yeah, just something I always say to my team and it sounds pretty bad when I now that I'm about to say it out loud, but um, I say to them, if you were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, this document must be able to be picked up by someone else and they run the entire event without having looked at anything, anything to do yeah. with it. Yeah, it's quite morbid. I need to think of something else. Yeah. Maybe if you went on a trip unexpectedly. Maybe so if, if I won the lotto and left. <laughs> or if hmm. I decided to elope. Yeah, already it could happen. <laughs> Mel and I aren't. <laughs> yeah. Tip number two. Tip number two, layout. Keep it clear, simple, easy to print and read. Yeah. Again, probably relates to the first point about anyone being able to pick it up and just run with it. Mm-hmm. It's also going to a lot of people, so you've got to, you've got to use that KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. Definitely. Tip number three, always have a cover page and make sure all your key contacts are in there. And Number one rule with mobile phone numbers, not emails, not office numbers. Yep. Not Instagram handles. Not Instagram <laughs> handles. No. Tip for Tam? Tip for Tam. Tip for Tam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timing. Um, so ensure you've actually, once you've got your whole document done, you want to go back through it meticulously and ensure you've paced through the whole event in detail. So um, what I mean is, if you've got guest speakers and ones they're one after the other, are you giving them time to get back to their seats? Are you giving the guests time to have a tiny little chat about what they've just absorbed? Um, these sort of details, when you go back through the run sheet, hopefully will become um, clear. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> and the final tip, Melissa? Distribution. So Basically, the purpose is for distribution. You want It's to make sure everybody is on the same page when they go into the event. So when, who, whether it's internal or external um, suppliers or versions, always send it in PDF format. That is the number one rule of distribution, I think. Absolutely, because yeah. then you have a version control nightmare you don't want to get into. Mm-mm. You need to create a dis- distribution list. So write yourself a little list of who are the key people and who, what are their email addresses and who are you sending it to. I actually put it at the bottom of the actual run sheet document. So mm-hmm. I'll just put distribution list and it's going to join an AV, it's going to the florist, it's going to the venue, blah, 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 blah. It's just a little checklist within your checklist. Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, to, to make yourself accountable and ensure that absolutely everyone involved in the event has actually received your document and we know that everyone's working off the same page. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> Good one. And on that checklist inception note... That's all we've got time for this week. So if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on our podcast page. And in today's takeaway, what do we have, Tam? So we're going to pop in the list of keywords and phrases that you'll hear within event sort of event lingo and acronyms. And we're also going to pop in a little template for run sheets for you to get you started and see how the professionals do it. Mm-hmm. So if you've got any questions for us, hit us up on the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Until next week. Bye. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Behind the Clipboard Podcast.